0: hey no name calling here just differing opinions going head-to-head with counterpoint here's alex pearson on global news radio
1: it's time for counterpoint let's get to it. we got annie stinton the uh little business guy small business i wanted man. to change it up a little bit no you no, can't I'm sorry and mike van solen over at navigator hi guys
0: Hi, alex he's important
1: Yes, he is, so be quiet. He knows stuff. Yes, he
2: does. (laughs) Let's see. see. Um,
1: Let's start with the heavy topic that, uh, you know, I just talked to a a father, still grieving the loss of his daughter, who uh, OD'd on opiates uh, earlier this year. And, you know, I'm talking to him on the same day that uh, we learned that the federal government has now signed off on um, some permanent sites that will now be in London to deal with safe injection. And the thing I keep coming back to, and I asked him about this, is, you know, we're putting a Band-Aid fix on an issue that is just... Turning into a revolving door uh, of dead bodies, they come in, they get help, they go out, they get they get stoned, mm-hmm. and sometimes they overdose. When are we going to hear anything about an actual national strategy to start dealing with this, Mike?
2: Um, I hope soon because this is a real tragedy and it's claiming a lot of lives and and I know people hold up these uh, safe injection sites as being, um, I think they hold them up as almost being a panacea. What people don't recognize is while there's some really important harm reduction that is accomplished with these uh, with these facilities, it really doesn't turn the tide on addictions that are ravaging uh, huge swaths of, uh, of the population. You even look to the Lower East Side in Vancouver where it often held up as, as, as a multiple. For how these uh, how these facilities can help, how these safe injection sites can be helpful to the populations that they serve. But the stats are still going the wrong way. Yeah. As much as you're we're preventing some overdoses because people are in a, in a safe facility, um, the, the the trend is not our friend in this regard. So, look, uh, it's good. I know the Ford government press paused pause, and the health minister kind of looked at it to make sure it was the right way to go. And uh, and certainly all the experts agree it's part of the strategy, but is not a strategy. In and of itself, no,
1: and it hasn't worked in BC. We've had decades of, of stats, uh, Andy, that show that it's not working on a long-term plan. And the bottom line is, we have to get people help when they're mentally ill, and help when they're addicted. And it's just not happening. It, it has to be a national strategy. It, it, it
0: is. A, it, it's. It's a tragedy. But let's all wake up and and look at the truth. This is not a popular item that the small businessman cares about. It's a tragedy. To say that I totally understand it and and grab the complexity and the size of it, I would be lying. But if you go to, sadly, and maybe it's a reflection on our society today, if you go as an election platform and say, we're going to send a quizzillion dollars on this, that's not going to get you into power. And I don't see it being solved, sadly. And that's who we are as a nation today.
1: But it is going to be expensive. It, it, it has to be solved. I mean, the emergency should have been solved years ago, and we wouldn't be talking about this, but it was ignored for years and allowed to fester. And but here it's a route are.
0: to failure. Yeah, no, it, it is a route to failure. If you commit to doing this, you are not going to succeed. Yeah, the not problem the is, short though, term. if you've
1: got a mental illness I mean, and you don't mm-hmm. get that treated, it starts to morph into these other things. And they don't have any kind of cohesive plan to deal with mental Uh, Illness. I want to talk a little bit about uh, a a quiet document, a a government document that got posted online, which confirms, I think, what many have long suspected. And this is from the Toronto Sun. And it's about the carbon tax that while it starts, you know, at 10 or 20 dollars, once it hits the 50 dollar per ton um, ceiling, we find that the report says they're going to review it in 22 and the limits could go up from $50 which in fact will start crushing people because if you listen to the united nations they want to charge $5000 a ton which is the only amount that would actually start getting us to those paris uh, targets uh, <laughs> i know you're lo- i know i can already see what's happening okay, over here with the i you, learned andy. something
0: today and and, well, and i <laughs> verify that when andy learns something he's very happy for those people who don't know this the can- Canada Gazette is the government's official newspaper. There's a friggin' waste of money, if ever I heard But from. look, we're
1: finding out information. <laughs> okay, no,
0: no, no. Let, let me read this, and this is why people like me get confused. The overall approach will be reviewed by early 2022 to confirm the path forward, including continued increases in stringency. The review will account for
2: blah, 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 and blah.
1: Can I just tell you what a review means in government talk? I, but it, well, it, it means just goes more like, expensive. It, it goes more expensive. Right.
2: Yeah, and, and in other news, uh, water is wet, right? <laughs> yeah, so so the, exactly. so the government the government is putting in a tax and it's leaving itself a, an option to increase it, as it will. You know, just as, as what in 1917 when we brought in an income tax and it was a temporary war temporary. measure, just, uh, we're you know, we're, we're going to get rid of it. Yeah. Uh, this is why there's so much concern about the carbon tax. And, and we can have talk I conversation don't have any of, concern about it. You know, you know. Of I'm not, you I'm you, about don't about give damn. Costs.
1: you love your taxes. Lot, I know, lot, I don't love my taxes. A
2: lot of people have a great amount of concern. We we could talk about climate change. We could talk about global warming. All these things. We could talk about ways to to uh, to modify, or remediate the, our contribution to that. But the the costs of this is what freaks people out um, because th- there there's not a lot of tools for the average person to change what they do on an everyday basis in such a way as to keep life affordable.
0: I don't care. Because it's it's another issue. Okay, we care about climate change. Why don't we get together and put a cohesive plan across the board on because a bipartisan? You can't, it doesn't hang on, work. I, I get to talk this time. Oh, okay.
1: Me. Oh, all right. <laughs> well, say something. Oh. Say actually say something. <laughs> <laughs>
0: On a bipartisan basis to address this over the long term. Mm -hmm. Not a carbon tax here and reducing emissions here. It doesn't work. We haven't been successful. Carbon tax makes me laugh now because everybody's going, let's do it. Let's not. We've got the illegal right to. Who cares about the environment? Why don't you talk about the environment, both of you? You don't want to save it.
1: How do you know? Why do you make such an over like that's such a blanket statement? Why did know I it say was that? A blanket no, what statement. I don't want to do is get ripped off and, okay, and then so pretend that you I'm want doing to do? something.
0: Oh, you're Andrew Shear, who's got no plan. No, I I like I'm not plan. Andrew Shear.
1: I'm not that tall, and I'm much more interesting. But bottom line is, you know,
0: uh, come on, he does look like Howdy Doody.
1: I don't care how he looks. I'm no, talking I about climate change. Well, that that's the problem, All Andy. Right. You base your votes on like stupid stuff like looks. <laughs> bottom line, it's a tax.
2: It is a tax. Can we and, agree?
1: Tax. tax. Say it with me, Carbon tax. tax. It's a tax. I got it. Yes. Tax. And it does nothing for the environment. Like
0: you're taxing my nerves. That, that, you're,
1: <laughs> oh, trust me, I have one and you're on it every week. Let's talk a little bit about an Ontario mom petitioning the school board uh, to lift the ban on peanuts. She argues it limits what she can pack in her daughter's lunch and her co- kid is coming home hungry and tired every day. I gotta be honest, I make my kid a, a lunch every single day and I don't put any peanuts in it because there are kids in his class who have peanut allergies. In mm-hmm. fact, I go so far as a parent to make him shower after he eats any peanut because I'm terrified he'll have a, a little fragment because the kids can die. Yep. I don't understand, is this woman so stupid that she can't go out and buy wow butter? Like what, her kid only eats chicken nuggets and peanut butter sandwiches? Like that's on her. The,
2: the, this story is just gonna be rinse and repeat every year. There'll be some <laughs> woman, out, or, or father out there each year who goes, I can't do this. I can't possibly feed my kid with these crazy rules. And you know, w- my wife and I you know, had the same, same realization when our kids first started going to school. And then what happens is you eventually meet a kid who has a peanut allergy. You talk to uh, his or her mother or father and you realize the fear that yes. they live in each day if Absolutely. something should happen. I'm
1: and terrified go, when they come to my and, house because I'm like, yeah. ah.
2: And you go, okay, well, this is the reality and this is what we got to do. And that's always all you
0: ever consider it. consider that this, this woman's child is a chimpanzee and a monkey and can only survive on peanuts. <laughs>
1: Perfect. Put her in the <laughs> zoo and feed her a banana. But honestly, like Andy, okay, what, you what's worse? this.
0: This is the parent's fault.
1: Oh, really? Which who? Because they which have which pr- parent? Which parent?
0: Not an individual parent. We think I call out the name. No, but it's why Charlie should the Blox. onus
1: be put on the, the you know because the peanut they have parent not... which is already living in fear? Because we the woman live in this doesn't...
0: antiseptic society where we're afraid. For our kids to get any germs, so they've got no resistance. But
1: that's a different issue. The bottom. Well, no, that's it's a,
0: not a different well, issue. We have to cure the root of it.
1: Oh, okay. Well, that's probably not going to happen tonight. Tomorrow's got. She's got to go to school with a lunch. And should she have to actually put a little more effort in, or should the parents who are terrified their child might get a tiny particle of peanut that could kill them But their as child? long as we
0: keep supporting this thing.
1: Oh. Pff.
0: Pff. Is that the best you got? But <laughs> after all the, the, the bottom, an RTDNA DNA award, and you'd go. Pff,
1: no, because I, it's mind-blowing. We're not going to figure this out overnight of the cause. The bottom line is it, it's in the classrooms. The kids are there.
0: So why don't we put the other kids, because they're in the minority, in another
2: room for lunch? Yay, Andy solved the problem.
1: Because if you bring yeah. any kind of particle on your clothing back with peanuts, a child can die.
2: And you're right, we do live in an antiseptic society, and, and there, I'm sure there is some contributions to this of just the trends and the way we generally, uh, all these antibacterial uh, yeah. soaps and everything we have I it, get contributes it, yeah. to that. But this is where we are. This is the reality, and, and you can't roll the clock back, and I don't think we're going to suddenly change and let kids, uh, you know, play with put so dirty think fingers in their wrong, eyes. Then. Yes,
1: you, I do. She's wrong. She's oh, yeah. wrong. And and, yeah. and there is a cure, Andy. When you are you know have a child... Feed them more than chicken nuggets when they come out, and they'll actually get a better diversification of taste, and you actually can feed them more than one thing. But it's
0: proven that if you give the kid peanuts when she's young, seriously, they won't have a peanut It doesn't just happen
1: like that. I get it. We all go through it as parents. We all have that fear. It doesn't happen quite that simply, but the biggest thing is that she can actually tell your little girl or your boy to eat something more than just peanut butter. she should. Hey, no
0: name-calling here. Just differing opinions going head-to-head. With Counterpoint. CounterPoint. Here's Alex Pearson on Global News Radio.
1: We got Andy Stinton and Michael Van in weighing off. Let's talk a little bit about Don Lemon, shall we? Oh, he irritates me. But on Monday, during an on-air discussion with uh, Chris Cuomo about the migrant caravans, he said this.
0: We have to stop demonizing people and realize the biggest terror threat in this country is white men. Most of them radicalized right, uh, to the right and we have to start doing something about them.
1: Okay, we're not we're not going to any, demonize anybody, but we're going to blame all the problems no. on the white man. That's uh, not what he said. Well, that's what he no, said, because he doubled down one of those on those it.
0: That's those blanket statements that you were accusing me of. Wait,
1: what, let, what, what did he say? Just play the shortened version of that, Mike. What did he say? He said, what did he say? Yeah, Mike. We're rocking it up.
0: The biggest terror threat in this country is white men most of them radicalize. Well, clearly right, you right. the, the, clearly they're they're the agree biggest, with him. But, but it doesn't say that there's not other ones, and I don't disagree with him.
1: Okay. Mike?
2: Uh, look, look um, I, I don't think he even has the facts on his side. Well, he does One. one. Uh, two, uh, I don't take an issue with actually talking about race and being able to be honest about, you know, where, where threats and stuff exist. Uh, but... Uh, you know, it's it's off-putting from Don because you just know if anybody had made sort of a similar statement about a different cultural group or racial background, he would have jumped all over them. Uh, when when people talk about radical Muslims uh, as and and try to understand and provide some context to that threat, uh, you know, they're very quick to jump jump uh, on you, especially a guy like Don. Yeah, if you we were talking um, about
1: domestic terror, maybe, but but okay, we,
2: I think we need to define terror here. Well, I mean, I think guys job. walking he, he's into the guy movie theaters
0: with a Gun who is white is a terrorist to me. I think the guy that shot in the gay club is a terrorist. I think the majority... But he wasn't...
1: He was... A, 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 I understand he was a Middle Eastern to see. He was
0: a... He was Middle Eastern, these, that guy. I mean, Timothy McVeigh was right? white. I mean,
2: McVeigh was right, that's
1: fine. White, but great. But to suggest you know, that see, all white get, men are...
2: I, I get that there's radicalized uh, right-wing nationalists, or whoever they are, who, who uh, have killed a lot of people in that country. Too many. You know, one's too many. Uh, but there is also radicalized uh, Muslims who, who have perpetrated. He's he didn't
0: say that there weren't. Well, what he you know, said what he is that they are. In, I think if you take it in another method, I don't think, I, mean, I think he's right that uh, we're concentrating you're about
1: the on. only one. <laughs> Let me just no, tell you, you are no. going to get a gachi pole. Oh, Christ. <laughs> really? Seriously. What's a gachi
0: pole? I'll show you. Yeah. I'm going to take your underwear and I'm
1: going to keep your bottom in it and I'm going to wrap the uh, the waistband around your head. Oh, You'll know what it is after you've gotten I love one. Love it when you I'm talk take dirty. You out in the parking oh. lot. Put your head in that block of dirt over there after I give you a gotcha pull. That's the second treatment you get. I'm just a white terrorist over here, Andy. Exactly.
0: No, I think that they need to be concentrated on because a lot of the terrorism is coming out with these nutcases with guns. Okay. And right, I, but
1: you're talking about a network that's like all over when for all this rhetoric and fear mongering. And how, that, that to me is just a, a reckless how much, statement.
0: How many lives have been killed by by uh, Muslim terrorists in, in, in the United States of America?
1: Really three thousand two hundred on nine uh, eleven. Okay, How many I've, people were killed in okay, America after by a, that really well? There were a few killed in that nightclub at the Pulse nightclub in Orlando.
0: But look at all the other guys wandering around shooting people with. But guns. it's
1: not a factual statement, and to me, it's just very. Divi- it's not necessary. It's de- very divisive.
2: Well, you could you can have an honest conversation about what what the sources of terror are, where they exist. Uh, you know, mental illness overlays all of this. Yes. I, you know, I believe, uh, oh, particularly I so in these radicalized it. populations. Uh, but you know, the truth is, we don't actually talk uh, very well about fear generally. Like as a society, we we continually miscalculate what the real risks are. You know, getting uh, getting killed in a car accident is still going to uh, falling off a ladder but is still sensitive more like these days. M- more he likely to kill something. Okay, kill, well, why are we so sensitive?
1: Well, cause, cause because he weeks, says this, no.
0: and that's his viewpoint. Because two Let's weeks ago, two weeks ago he had an interview
1: where your knickers are gone. Uh, two weeks ago he was calling. You know his guests were calling Kanye West. A a, um, dumb Negro. I mean, look, he gets away with stuff that no one else would and he's doubling down. I do want to not miss this topic. Do you have anything else to say, Andy? Because you look like you're champing at the bit there. No,
0: I'm fine. Whatever you say, boss.
1: (laughs) I (laughs) like that you (laughs) at least understand that. Um, A Western University, uh, Western University is issuing an apology Tuesday after an address by an honoree who, um, his name is Dan... Where is it? Uh, Aubrey Aubrey Dan. Dan. Aubrey Dan. So he was given an honorary, and it was at the uh, convocation ceremony that he spoke. And he said that one of the reasons he decided to go to Western when he was in the 19th year of his life in the 80s, he said one of the big influences was Playboy magazine. Take a listen. Besides, according to Playboy magazine, at that time, the women are among the best in North America. And obviously they still are. (gasps) Oh, my God. The sky is falling. And apparently ones of people were insulted by this, Mike, and they're apologizing. It's ridiculous. Yeah.
2: I mean, the guy strikes me as a bit of a bonehead to be using this uh, in a commencement speech regardless. Why? But why? Why? But I think he was being honest about uh, about his life and his experience and how he came to choose Western. And you know now he's on the stage uh, you know, giving a convocation speech. So I guess good on him. He, he's had some success in his life. Um,
1: it's not like we went, Hobo, he, Hobo, he, look at know, the breasts he on, should, on he that, should, the tacos. He, 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 he,
2: he should probably apologize and say, Hey, I don't know why I did it. I don't know why, I I know why yeah, Western is. is. You, you're, people you're are way falling too intellectual, intellectual. I know, you're this. way too nice about you're, you're this. You're way too yeah. intellectual.
1: I'm not offended by this, and I'm a woman.
0: This is just a drunken groom's speech or father's speech at a wedding. They're trying to do, he's trying to do humor. That's what he's trying to do.
1: Well, he's trying to say, No, hey, he's trying wait.
0: to do humor and it's not funny.
1: Why isn't it funny? He said when because I Because he didn't
0: deliver it right.
1: Oh, oh! in this day and age? How should he have delivered that? He should have gone up there and said, thank you very much for my award. I'll be going now because if I say anything That's a great come at the Frog. Well, Do it again. Mm. <laughs> I mean, come on. To me, this is much ado about nothing. He just said, this is is what I thought when I was 19. I read an article that said the women of Western were the best. That's how I thought 40 years ago. And clearly, you're still the best. I don't think he was calling them like sluts. I know, you guys are both totally terrified well, when, to have this conversation.
0: When, no, I'm not terrified. Uh, to me, it's him trying to do a bad bad joke, and if he really went there because the best women were there, I think anybody of that age, I mean, it would be as good a delineator as anything else, <laughs> right, to be totally honest. Oh, well, they have excellent archaeological course there. The women are hot. <laughs> <laughs> okay.
1: I got to leave it there, guys. Uh, thank you to Andy Stinton, I think, and Mike Van Solen joining us tonight.